I think the way that I learned to ask questions and the way that I learned to interact with other people um, really came from observing other women doing the same thing. And so hope to just kind of give you a little picture of what it actually looks like fleshed out, what, or maybe it kind of looks like. This is a little bit fabricated, but um, we'll see how it goes here. Um, just to give you a little overview, um, Cassie and I have been friends for two years, and um, we hit it off great from the start. Um, <coughs> our personalities are pretty similar, and actually a lot of the things that Cassie came struggling with are things that the Lord has led me through in my life. So things like depression and perfectionism, um, a drive for performance and as a way to be loved, um, lots of different things, just needing maturity and walk with the Lord. And so our conversations have spanned lots of different topics, um, but it has been an easy an easy one to jump right into with her just because we've had so many things in common. And we didn't know that when we started, but we found out really quickly um, that that happened. So we're just going to, we just pick a, a current topic for her. Um, and so we're just gonna talk about it. So, and we're gonna try to pretend yeah. that you're not there. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Cass, what yeah. is going on? Uh, it's been, it really has, wait. First, what? I have something to say before we start. Okay. I need to apologize to you. Oh. Because um, a few weeks ago, you came up to me in the lobby, and you were just, like, really out of sorts, and you said, I just had this dream, and I'm just really disturbed by it. And you told me it, and I go, well, I know exactly what that means, and this is what you need to do, <laughs> which is exactly opposite of really, like, how I should have handled that. Oh. I think I could have been a lot more sensitive in just listening to you. I, I do feel like the Lord gave me a clear picture of like what he was speaking to in that, but it just felt like it was kind of, oh. let me just tell you what to do. And I don't want to treat you like that. So anyway, Thanks. I just want to apologize for that. Thanks. Well, I was actually thinking along the same lines of needing to apologize to you because that probably wasn't the time and place <laughs> <laughs> to be like, plenty, I need help. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh. sorry. I should have like been more respectful of your time, but thanks for the apology. And I mean, you are yeah. right. So <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, guys. Wendy being right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love you. Thanks. Um, yeah, okay. So, as we know, ongoing struggle with my job. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what's the current? I haven't talked to you for a couple weeks, so. Yeah. So, it's just, like, getting worse, and they like restructured our leadership and didn't even tell us. And so I felt like really disrespected in that way, especially um, since we're like employee owned. Am I really hot? No, you're doing okay. good. I'm, okay, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, just yes, kidding. you are really hot. But Thank that's you. Not what you were asking. No, is my mic hot? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I do struggle with that, but not that much, okay? <laughs> I'm really not that vain, I swear. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so, yeah, it's just been really frustrating, and, like, I've kind of been looking for other things, but, um, like, I know that God has me there for a purpose, and I feel like it's been, um, you know, for healing and to kind of, like, bring me down a little bit as far as just like my temperament and just a place of rest instead of being on a freight train. But 
just like the, some of the people there are really frustrating me and I'm like trying to be this good Christian um, and just like represent Christ well and show love and kindness and like good work ethic. But right now our numbers background story guys I'm in marketing and sales so that might help um (laughs) but our numbers are not where corporate wants them to be and I feel like I'm pulling on this like I'm imagining this tug of war rope and like I'm pulling on this rope but I feel like not very many other people on my team are pulling like it's just not a unified front and it's making me go have this internal struggle of like that's not my personality but I get into the point where I'm just like I don't care and if you guys aren't gonna do your job then I'm not gonna do mine and I know that's not right and that's not how I was brought up and that's not how I want to be um yeah but it's making me really bitter and I feel really ugly about that yeah does it pull too on some of your like desired achieve and perform is it kind of like I'm gonna try really hard because this is what we're supposed to do it and then when you realize yeah no one else is trying you're like ah yes forget it. so it's kind of this try hard give up try hard give up kind yeah. of thing that's going on bingo yeah bingo and then also this like I don't know if it's like self-righteousness or pride but just being like well look at me like I'm doing this why aren't you guys doing this yeah. And so then like I just have to check myself in that way and want to be want to be an example but I'm like what what for? Cuz I just feel like it's not like it's not being not that I need a reward for it but it's not being appreciated and um when it's supposed to be this like when our motto as a company is not being reflected in the team it it's just ticking me off. I can see that. Okay, so go back to what you said about, you know, like you want to be a good Christian example. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, like, what do you think the reason is that God has you here right now? Do you think that's the primary reason or do you think there's a different primary reason? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I almost think it's twofold. Like for me... I think it's it's myself, my boss, and I think one other person, which is in HR, that are Christians in this market that I know of. And so, um, yeah, part of me thinks like, okay, you're here to, you know, be a light. And that's what I, I mean, no matter what it's at work or at the grocery store or whatever, it's like, I want to live my life in a way that people are like, oh, she knows Jesus. Um and so I don't, I don't know, part of me, I feel like that's like an underlying tone of it, of I want to be, and, and like I'm there to be different or stand out, um, and just like, yeah, show show Jesus to them. Is that but pulling not, some of your performance stuff where you feel like you have to go in and perform rather than you're just kind of living out of who you are and what God's working in you in this situation? Could be. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hate it when you do this. Sorry. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just wondering what it would be like for you if you were able to kind of let yourself off the hook for that. Yeah. And just be like, be able to be who God, you know, where God really has you in this because mm-hmm. you're not at a good place. And so yeah. kind of. When it's like rubbing off on me, which yeah. is what I don't like. Like I'm starting to notice that I'm starting to pick up some of their tendencies where I'm like, wait a second. No, like that sounds really ugly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think that what, is more what, what would change about your work day if you were able to let yourself off the hook for having to be an example for God? Yeah. Well, and not even like, I mean, yes, I want to be an example for God, but like not even for God, but just being like, this is... This is like what a good, whether you're a Christian or not, it's like this is, and maybe that's my own opinion, but it's like this is what a good employee looks like. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very black and white. <laughs> right. Well, you, I mean, you have very high standards for yourself. I'd, yeah. Very high standards. And then I project those onto other people sometimes. Right. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm wondering what, um, because you're right, like as Christians, we don't want to go into our jobs and be, well, we don't really care. We're, you know, right. well, just give me my paycheck, I'm just watching the clock and I'm out of here, right? Like that's not what we're going for. Um, but I wonder in working out your job about really asking the Lord, okay, what is it that you want me, what, is my, what are my days supposed to look like mm-hmm. here? at this job and you know the lord knows the entire situation and he knows your tendency to overwork and he knows you know how that pulls you away from him and makes you feel angsty and yucky inside you know and so what would it look like to do your job well but not carry the weight of the entire company that's not making sales and yeah like what is your job just for you today cassie what would that look like is that rhetorical, or are you asking me? Asking me? Um, I think I'm asking you. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it'd be to go in to have a positive attitude, to not to have boundaries, and not try to pick up other people's pieces, and have that responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I think in my mind, that's where it's like, no, that's what a good team player does, is you pick up mm. the slack. So I think that's a false belief that I'm also struggling with. It's like, yeah. Does well, that and make it's sense? a little bit different because your situation is pretty toxic and dysfunctional. So, like, yeah. in a healthy team, that would be true. Yeah. Right. In a healthy team, when somebody's busy, you pick up the slack, right? But yeah. that's not the scenario that you're in right now. No. I'm like, I should not be picking up the slack for somebody who's spending whole afternoon putting together a shutterfly book right sorry that that's their sass okay (laughs) if you don't know me now you do yeah yeah. right so so some healthy boundaries here right like you're not gonna 
that would not be appropriate for you. That would be enabling. Yeah. That's not being a team player. That's being enabling, right? Okay, yeah. Because I do think the other part of like why God has me there and something he's been showing me throughout this time, which is really hard for me as like striving and achievement oriented and task oriented is like, Cassie, it's okay to not be a million miles an hour and mm-hmm. killing yourself over a job and performance and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, achievement. Mm-hmm. So I think he's really shown me like, hey, you can do work and not run yourself ragged. Because mm-hmm. that, that's not, like, ultimately that's not what he wants for me because then it's this like sprint and then let me rebuild and regroup. Right. After I'm completely burnt out. Yeah. Instead of like a consistent thing. Right. So here's something practical I'll offer. Okay. I don't know if you want to try it or not, but this is something I do for my days. Um, so in the morning when I have my quiet time, I'm, uh, you know, typically... <laughs> Those Sorry. dang earpieces. Um, typically, you know, I'm, all, I'm trying to fight away thoughts of, of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'll do is I'll kind of write down things that I need to do as they come up so that I don't forget them, but then I can go back and focus on prayer and scripture and all that. But then at the end, I kind of bring that list in of the things for the day. And I really pray over my day and say, Lord, what is it that you would have for me hmm. to be doing today? Um, and I know you get to set your own schedule. So yeah. this is perfect for you because you don't have a job where you just have to do what they tell you to do. Right. But, um, <clears throat> but I wonder if if that became a part of your time with God every morning where you really were able to say, Lord, what do you have for me to do today? And then kind of hold it loosely because it's not like, okay, now here's, I mean, we don't want to go back into the performance mode of, all right, this is what the Lord said. And now I have to do all these things, you know, where you're not allowing yourself to be interrupted by whatever else he has for you for the day. But um, I'm just wondering if that might provide some freedom because I I do feel like, I mean, the Lord tells us his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And not that there aren't times we have to work hard, but as you just kind of have been working in your life of just slowing down and taking a slower pace, if you kind of let the Lord take the lead in what those days might look like, what your days might look like, and then, you know, remaining prayerful throughout the day as things come up, like, oh, well, should I pick up the slack here or not? That wasn't Mm -hmm. on my list, you know? you can kind of be prayerful through the day on that. So I don't know if that's, yeah. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but it's something I've found helpful. So I just thought I'd share that. Yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, it's probably a good place to stop. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Good job. You didn't even cry. I, I cheered up at the end when you were I giving stopped. me advice. <laughs> you guys, that's another thing you should know. Well, maybe it's probably individual to each friendship but Wendy has this amazing ability I mean I'm a crier anyways but (laughs) just to make me cry all the time it's a joke in their household that it's me lowering my cortisol levels (laughs) her husband Sean will walk by and he'd be like lowering cortisol you know it with just like makeup running down my face it's great but it's the good kind of crying it's not the bad kind of crying so okay yeah um, I have questions that you guys have been preparing during the day here. Um, 
I think what I'll do too, if you have a question come up, like if there's an answer happening that triggers <coughs> another question or you just want more information, feel free to just raise your hand. I'll try and keep looking. If I'm not looking, somebody else let me know that someone has their hand raised, okay, deal? Um, and then just raise your hand and I'll come near enough to you that I can hear you and then I'll repeat your question into the microphone so that Wendy and Cassie can hear it. So um, let's see here. Um, Cassie, we heard a little bit from Wendy about the start of your friend-touring relationship, but tell me a little bit about how it started for you, and when did you realize you were in a friend-touring relationship? Um, so, <laughs> I trapped her. So I, I did. So I don't recommend this. Um, a little backstory about me. I came to school at K-State, and then I moved away, um, was in a really serious relationship, and doing corporate life. I was a, a corporate event planner in Kansas City. And I kind of, we're going to cry. It's fine. Just prepare yourselves. Um, the rug of life kind of got ripped out from under me is the best way to put it. And the relationship that I thought was the forever. Uh, I thought he was proposing and it was a breakup. Um, and then I was struggling. Thank you for your grace. I was struggling um, with panic attacks, and my perfectionism just really went off the charts. So I decided it was time to move back to Manhattan because I no longer wanted to be in Kansas City. And really, this church was the reason why. Um, yeah, I knew that I had a home church here when I was in school. And I was like, okay, I'm going back. And funny thing, total God thing, um, was it 2015 that you spoke? It was 15 or 16? No, it was 15 or 14. Was it 14? I, I, I don't, don't know. do numbers. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Anyhow, know. so Wendy spoke at one of our women's conferences here at Faith, and it was on the gift of joy, and she referenced like 1,000 books. Anyhow, what really started our friendship was – I was at this conference and she was the speaker and we ran into each other in the bathroom and me being me, I was just like, Oh my gosh, you're great. And I love your hair and thank you for speaking. And I told her that like, I was really struggling at that time. I didn't realize it, but I was really struggling with depression and anxiety. And she prayed for me in the bathroom, <laughs> which I was like, this is weird. Nobody's ever prayed for me, especially in a bathroom before, but I'll take it. <laughs> Um, so what started that friendship was I came back here and Pastor Steve saw me one Sunday and was like, oh, hey, you're back. And I said, yeah, um, I'm back for good. And I, he goes, okay, let's have a meeting. Like, I want to hear about what's going on in your life. And so <laughs> he did not know what he was getting into at that point in time. And I met him in his office and he was like, Cass, what's going on? And it was like floodgates <laughs> opened up and I'm just bawling and I was like I need help and I need like my life is a hot mess and I'm a hot mess and I just really need fellowship and I need a woman pouring into me and helping me navigate all this crap um yeah the painful gift as Wendy referenced earlier it was a painful gift but 
he put me in touch with Wendy, and he was like, here's tissues. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was really great. But um, I said, I don't even know. I, I didn't know her name at that point in time. I just said, there's this lady, and the Lord just, like, gave me this image. I was like, she's got beautiful brown curly hair, and she spoke at this women's conference. I don't know if she'd be interested, but, like, I need somebody. I was so incredibly desperate. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> and that's how it began. Yeah. So and she met with me in the rear. Yeah. So it doesn't always begin like that. It's not always a formal thing. Um, and and Steve just said, "Hey, there. You know, would you be interested in meeting up with Cassie once? And don't feel obligated if you don't want to keep meeting yeah. with her." And, um, but we hit it I'm off blessing. right away, and so it worked out really well. Um, yeah, I think we both just told each other our life stories the first day we got together and it was like, oh, this is a great fit. Um, but other times, yeah, it's just been random, you know, we know each other from this or that or from a Bible study or from a mutual friend or whatever. It's been pretty, pretty random and organic most of the time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so here's a question. Um, so it says, okay, you have four kids, work outside the home. How do you fit in friend-touring relationships? That's a great question. Um, so I would, you would think like I'm taking away from my kids by doing this, but this is the best thing ever for my kids because Cassie has become part of our family. And so my kids are at the stage where they don't always want to talk about the things that are going on in their lives, but they hear me talking to Cassie. And so I'm indirectly influencing them and they adore her. They literally like, when is Cassie coming next? You know, they're, they'll be the ones who I'll be making dinner and they're like, hey, we should invite Cassie over tonight. Oh yeah, we should. Let's call her up, you know, kind of thing. So, um, so really it's, it's such a life-giving thing to me. It's kind of... Um, I think it's kind of what I do to play. <laughs> really, it's like I don't have hobbies. Really, um, I just love people, and so, and really, it's been. Um, you know, we don't have any formal kind of get together time. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of whenever it pops up, whenever she needs me, or whenever I need someone to stay with our dogs, or whenever. Um, we have extra food that nobody wants to eat at our house. We give it to her. Or, it's true. Um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but it also, it's not, it's not always like sit down and have a formal conversation. I mean, it's like, hey, ride with me to take Quinn to dance, and we'll talk yeah. on the way, and we'll go to, I need to go to Target. Come to Target, and we can talk while we're going through mm-hmm. Target about these things. And so, um, grab your shoes. Let's go on a walk. Yeah, I need to exercise. Come walk with me kind of thing. So it's just yeah. been really it's really informal. It really just, we've just made it fit with our lives. However, it's worked out. And, um, and so there's not like this pressure of, oh my gosh, I've made this commitment and I can't follow through. It's like, no, I really want to spend time with her. And it's been a long time. We start to miss each other. So, so it sounds like a lot of your time together happens in the midst of other activities. It's not like, let's put aside an hour and sit down and do this front touring thing. Right. I mean, we'll have conversations in the church lobby on a Sunday or we'll just, she's around and we have extra food. Oh, come over for lunch on Sunday. And so, you know, we're with the whole family 
yeah. kind of thing. And I think, do you want to speak to that a little bit? Just the family aspect and the table? Because oh, I know that's yeah. something you've talked about has been helpful. Sure. So it's been a, a di- just a different perspective for me. Um, I'm 27 and my parents are amazing and I have two incredible sisters. Um, but our table experience was much different than the Condras. And I was like, wait a second, you guys like hang out and talk after dinner? And you, I mean, not saying that my family doesn't want to spend time with each other, but um, my dad's a very, I mean, he has built this successful business. And so our dinner timetable was more of um, a boardroom setting. So it'd go around and be like, Cass, what'd you do today? And it was like, let me list out all my achievements. And that was kind of it. Um, And so for Condra's, for me to experience that and just like how Sean interacts with the girls, how the girls interact with each other, um, it was really eye-opening for me because it was just something so different than what my upbringing was. And it was just really freeing, um, yeah, to experience that and... So I throw that out there just to say, like, some of the things that you feel like might be ordinary or boring might be exactly what your person needs. Or, yeah. you know, like, we're going to Target, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have got to tell you about the best budget app ever. It's good budget. You have yeah. to try it, you know. And it's just, like, random random things like this that just happen in the course of life just because we're mm-hmm. together doing stuff. Or, like, hey, I'm cleaning out my closet for your girls. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we love hand-me-downs. Yes. <laughs> And I have too much stuff. Uh, yeah. So here's another question. This one's for Cassie. Cassie, what types of things have been most helpful for you so far? Yeah. So just Wendy's perspective, for me, I can kind of fixate on things and have them very up close. Um, so for Wendy to just be like, okay, have you you know thought about this from this angle? Or even watch in our demonstration, uh, she was like, hey, <laughs> Do you think this might be your, you know, perfectionism and performance coming out? And for me to be able to take a step back and go, oh, crap. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess it is. Um, Yeah, different perspective. Um, She'll, we have this app called Voxer, and sometimes she'll just, like, leave a a voicemail on there. Essentially, it's, like, a little message, a voice message um, of just, like, praying for me which I know that she prays for me, but to actually hear her pray for me throughout the day is really impactful. And it might be, you know, 30 seconds the other day, she was on and almost got in a wreck. And I was like, oh my gosh, Wendy, as I was listening to it. But um, I was doing it with hands-free. Yes. Hands-free. I was not in a wreck because I was on my phone. Yeah, sorry. Should it was snowy that. and the Pepsi truck was... Mm-hmm. In yeah. front of me. And just inviting me into their home, like I said, to see it, it's not this formality, which is the exact opposite of what I would need, just knowing my upbringing. Like, I don't need somebody to sit down and go, okay, how much time are you spending in the Word, and what's your prayer life like, and what's, what are your struggles, what are your joys? It's like, it's very organic. It's me seeing their everyday life, them seeing me a hot mess of tears on their couch. Um... Yeah, just the... Seeing me apologize to my kids because I was cranky to them. Yes. Yeah. Just living... It, it doesn't have to be some formulated, complex thing. Um, so that's been... That's been good for me. 
to have that because I am a very structured person. So it's like, oh, what does a friendship look like? And it's just, no, really, it's just doing life together. And so for clarification's sake, I'm going to create a new term. So we've been talking about friend-touring. So we're going to say we have friend-tours and we have friend-tees. Okay. So um, now I think I can read this question. Um, how many people do you take on to friend-tour? It's multiple choice. So how many people do you take on to mentor <laughs> or friend-tour? One, do you ask God? Two, do you use your own judgment? Or three, both? <laughs> uh, um, how many I have at a time really just depends on what the Lord says because that is how I go about it. It's it's just a, an item of prayer for me. And so there might be somebody that I really like and want to reach out to and spend time with. And I, I feel like in my time, just as I'm praying about my day and things that I'm supposed to be doing, if I feel like I'm supposed to reach out to them, I will do that. And if um, I am... Um, if I know that someone's interested, if someone has approached me and said, like, you know, can we hang out? Um, then I am usually like, I would love to. Like, let's get together and have coffee, and then let's both pray about it and see what the Lord says. Because we want to make sure it's a good fit, because you want to make sure they actually want to learn from me. Because if they don't want to learn from me, it's not going to go well for either of us. Um, and then, um, yeah, just kind of pray about my schedule and what it, what seems like the Lord is asking of me in this season, and if he says yes, then I say yes, and that's basically how I go about it. Yeah, it's not, I don't like, sorry, I'm capped out kind of thing. <laughs> um, so here's another question. Um, it says, in my friend-during relationship with a college student, she is much busier or seems busier than I am in my season. She sought me out in this relationship, but I am always the one initiating communication. I feel like I'm her burden and she's forced to keep up with me. Is texting only an okay way to be a friend to her? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I don't think you can really be a friend to her if it's only texting. I don't think that fits the classic definition of it. And not that it would, I mean, it may be okay to only having it, have a texting relationship, but um, I've actually had a similar thing happen to me before where, you know, like she really wanted me to mentor her, but then like I would reach out and I would try to get connected with her and she just would never respond. And so at that point I'm like kind of, well, I've done all that there is to do. And I guess if she really does want me, she knows where to find me <laughs> and kind of left it at that. Um, so I guess at that point I probably wouldn't feel a ton of obligation if it was a relationship where we had had a really good relationship before and then it had gotten to that point. I would probably ask, hey, can we sit down and just like, is there anything going on that I need to know about? Did I hurt your feelings? I just want to check in and make sure that, you know, there's nothing going on that we need to talk about. And if it's just that she's busy and it's a new season of life, great, that's totally fine. I'm not the one that she's dependent on anyway. So like go with God's blessing and don't feel obligated to have to text me or keep me updated or whatever in that kind of situation. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have lots of questions. Thanks for the questions, guys. They're really good. Thank you. Um, so here's another one. It says, um, I've read this one and I'm going to cry. <laughs> I just, I've been here. I think we all have. I think we've all been here. So I feel so lonely most days or times in our church setting. I'm always there if I'm needed to walk with others. 
And then when I need someone to walk with me, I can't seem to find it. I can't seem to find a connection. How can I change this? Hmm. So thank you. I don't know who wrote this. We're going anonymous here. Um, and I just want to say, you know, I'm sorry for my tears and getting myself inserted here, but I think most of us have felt like this Absolutely. at some time or another. Yes. Coming into church can be lonely. Um, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for whoever wrote that. I, I think um, I've definitely been at that place. And, you know, we've been here at Faith for almost 18 years. And um, there have been seasons where it's just like, does anybody care that we're here? You know, um, I think my approach probably would be just to start with prayer um, and just kind of cry out to the Lord and let him know your need and say, Lord, would you fill this in whatever way you see fit? Um, to just keep praying that prayer and then walk around with your eyes wide open to what he might do. Um, a lot of times when we feel lonely like that, it starts to become personal about who we are and we actually end up withdrawing and not putting ourselves out there to people. Um, and so that might just be something to be aware of, you know, am I complicating the situation by thinking what's wrong with me, you know, why isn't anyone reaching out? And so we kind of pull back and just perpetuate that cycle. Um, I would also say look for people, and it doesn't even have to be in this church. You know, my friend or current strong, strong friend or is in Colorado. We use Voxer to communicate all the time with each other, and we keep in touch all throughout the day on this and so um, it doesn't have to be somebody right here in this congregation that you can connect with. It might be somebody else in the body of Christ at another church in Manhattan. It might be someone out of state. Um, it, you might be really surprised at what the Lord has for you. Um, even what comes to mind is um, when I was, I was really depressed, uh, like seriously depressed for like a year and in that time um, we had all of our kids were in school. I wasn't working, and so I just had all this time alone, which is super bad for a depressed person. But one thing I did was go to the rec center, but I went by myself, and it was just, like, so sad and depressing. And I just prayed. One day I prayed, like, Lord, would you just send me someone to exercise with? And that very day, I saw Jen Akers from church walk in the rec. I barely knew Jen but I walked up and I said hi and we started talking and I was like, oh my word, she's my answer to prayer. And she, she and I exercised together for a couple years at that point. And so just cry out to the Lord, ask for what you need and keep your eyes open. I would not have thought, you know, it would have happened that way, but he can do whatever he wants. There's one thing that has helped me in similar kinds of things. Um, so questions that I felt like the Lord asked me of myself um, were like, so there's people counting on me. There's people that I'm there for. And now I need someone and I don't know who to go to. Is there someone in my circle or do I need to find some more people? 
-hmm. It could be that for whatever reason right now, um, whoever you are, that you're, you've landed in a spot where you're so busy tending to others, you're not tending to yourself. So when Wendy talked earlier about our goal is for everybody to start thinking in terms of finding a friend tour and being a friend tea. Um, when you're pouring yourself out for others, you need to make sure there's a mechanism for getting refilled. And so go to God in prayer for that and please be um, open to the fact that when you're pouring yourself out for others, um, sometimes they can't pour back into you and it doesn't mean that you can't give to them but there needs to also be people in your life that can give to you. Um, and so that would be the thing to try and change. And Cassie found a mentor through um, coming to our pastors. Wendy's waving her hand, and I've also helped people make connections with mentors. So um, do reach out, and I don't know all the ladies in our church. There's like over 700 of us. Um, I don't know everybody. But if you're interested in being a friend tour, please start, you know, reach out to me with email um, and let me know so that I can just kind of have a list of people who think they might have time in their life. Um, I do love trying to help people make connections and mm -hmm. feel free to um, get back with me later and say, no, you need to try again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's okay. I'll say too, a friendship is two way. Right? So I'm learning from Cassie and she's learning from me. She's giving to me in different ways that I'm giving to her, but it's two way. And so I will, I will let Cassie know, I have this prayer request, like I need you to pray for this. And she will diligently pray for me too. So it's not, this is part of the reason that it's life giving. I'm not just always pouring out into her, but that it's flowing back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so that's something you can consider too, if you're in that place, um, where you're always pouring to other people, don't be afraid to reach out and, and let them support you in prayer. Because Just because someone might not be as far along as you are, might not have the specific answers that you need, doesn't mean that they can't support you in prayer, doesn't mean that they can't encourage you. And that may be the very thing you need more than actual you know, advice in a situation. And to add on to that too, as the frontee, it I've been in different mentorships or fr friendships where I, have felt like a project and trust me I know I'm a hot mess and by Wendy being that open with me and coming to me and saying like hey can you pray for me on this or you know our family pray for this or whatever it is um and just being open about what's going on in her life on relationship level on spiritual level whatever it is um that not that it's an even playing field but it just makes me feel like it is a true friendship and a friendship and not just like, Hey, let me help guide you along with your walk with Christ and project like, so yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. Thanks for praying and for encouraging me. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So here's another question. It says, how do you deal with unreconcilable conflict? So I think as a friend tour, how do you friend tour someone who's got in their life unreconcilable conflict oh this is really hard without an actual situation for me you can use um, any of mine <laughs> what? I said you can use any of mine <laughs> I give you permission like like is the question like unreconcilable it's not unreconcilable between me and my friend T right it's helping her through unreconcilable I don't con know pick conflict. one 
Um, I mean, unless whoever wrote the question wants to clarify, or if someone just wants to tag on to the question even though it wasn't theirs. You can raise your hand if you have. Okay, let's pick one. Um, okay, so friends are not always friends forever. Even though Amen. back in my day, there was a little song about that, which I'll refrain from singing <coughs> to you because it'll get in our heads and we won't be able to stop singing it. Um, so irreconcilable, irreconcilable, irreconcilable conflict. So sometimes we just find that either permanently or for a time that this relationship isn't working out very well, right? And so um, whether it's a friend, a friendship, if your friendee and another friend are not getting along, you know, I think sometimes we have this lie that, you know, if, especially if we think we're both Christians, that means we have to see eye to eye on everything and we have to agree on everything and that we have to be the closest of friends. And that's not really true. Like it really is okay to have some distance and, and to let other people be who they are. Um, and sometimes over time, things change and, and God works things where you can come back together with them at a different level. But um, there are times where it's just, you know, scripture says, be at peace as far as it depends upon you. Be at peace with others as far as it depends upon you. And so sometimes it's just not possible any more than just to kind of agree to disagree in part ways. And um, and so I think in that, in that role, you know, if that was something Cassie and I would be talking about, we would be talking about a lot of like, what are the lies that you're tempted to believe in this about yourself, about who you are, about how relationships should go, how, um, you know, what your responsibility is as a Christian, you know, that kind of thing. And so try to free her up from some of the lies that the enemy might be telling her in that situation and really free her up to trust God for whatever he has for each of them separately um, and see where that might lead. Here's another question. When you mentor, do you kind of have an outline in your head that you go with? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I really, um, I, you know, it, it, most of our conversations always just start with like, hey, what's going on? You know, and, and whatever is going on bubbles right up to the surface. And, and that kind of tells me, um, you know, this is the most prominent issue that we need to talk about and, um, and kind of just prayerfully as I, I'm listening prayerfully kind of think, okay, what might be behind this? What kind of good questions could I ask to help to get to the root of this? Um, and then out of that usually flows, you know, just as you get to know someone, you see their strengths and weaknesses and, and, and they even come up with like, I've decided, you know, I, I really want to understand the Bible better and I have no idea how to go about doing that, you know, and that's not something you as a friend or need to know, but you can always connect them with resources to other people. So whether it's on parenting or whether it's on marriage or sexuality or what have you, there are always places that we can turn to for other resources. And so just kind of being a connection point for those things um, and just try to, I mean, I try to be just as spirit led as possible in the whole thing. I don't at all have a program or anything, every conversation I have with every person is very different because they're all very different people and dealing with different things. Um, if there are folks who are more 
outline-oriented outline in how they approach life. Um, you don't have to try and become somebody who can fly by the seat of your pants. Um, you will have your most strength as a friend or working out of your strengths. And if you need some kind of an organization, but realize that whatever your style is, whether you're a planner or, or not, um, your, your friend, he will need to match with that well. Um, and you don't need to try and become what you're not. Do you get where I'm I think so. I feel like I'm flailing like, a little bit. So. Yeah, let me, let me fill in. So um, I do have a couple people that I'm working with that have specifically asked for accountability in things. And so they have goals that mm-hmm. they have written out for um, the week. And then we just touch base on those. And it's just part of them learning to develop routine in their life. And I don't do that with everybody. But it is something that they've asked for. And so that need fits that situation. So I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say in in terms of, um, so I can provide structure if that's what they want. Um, but also realizing, yeah, you're probably going to mesh best with people who are kind of like like you. I mean, those are the easiest ones to do or the people that where you just kind of click right away because you're similar to each other. Right. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so here's a question. I, this person is asking for advice for a mentoring type of relationship in which her friend T continues to cancel scheduled times and hasn't shown an interest in building a relationship. Um, This relationship was set up through the adopt-a-college student that we did at church. This friend tour says, I feel like I am letting her down if I stop trying, but I can't force it either. So I just ask her how I can pray for her and remind her I'm happy to help whenever she's free. And I think the question here is, is there a different approach that you would advise? Um, I would just say, take some pressure off yourself. <laughs> it really is okay when I talked before about like not every relationship works out, especially like ones that where we're prearranged, where nobody really knows us or we're not matched. Like it might be a great fit. Like actually one of a gal that I just adore, we met through um, having college students over for lunch. And from there, she asked me, would you teach me to cook? And I'm like, sure, I'll teach you to cook. Just come over. And and so through that, we developed a friendly relationship. But sometimes it's just not a match for, for whatever reason. And that's okay. There's nothing, nothing wrong with either of you. Um, and I think probably what I would do in that situation is you know, text less frequently. If the texts are always coming from me, then I would eventually just let them taper off because it just, it shows me that there's not interest there. Um, And there's plenty of people who are interested. And so you should be putting your time towards those who are learning from you. Um, I did hear, um, I'm trying to remember who it was that said this. I think it was um, Robert Clinton in the Making of a Leader book. Either that or it was Pete Scazzaro. But um, he said that he decided that he would invest in a person for as much as they wanted for as long as they wanted. And that would be his determining factor. And so if they wanted a lot and he could give a lot, he would do a lot. If they wanted a little, he would do a little. If they wanted something short, he would do something short. If they wanted a lifetime relationship with him, he would invest in them for a lifetime. It all was based on what the other person wanted. And, um, and so I think to me, it would just indicate, you know, if she's not replying back, okay, that's fine. That's not what she wants and totally fine to move on because there are other people that do want that. 
Good, thanks. Um, so when you are studying scripture with someone that you're friendering, what are good questions to ask to help them apply scripture to their lives? Oh, okay. Um, well, some basic questions um, that I think we can ask, and this is great, like just if you're doing your own quiet time, but um, just in this passage, like what do we learn about God in this passage? What, what can we see about him? in this passage um and we can also ask is that how i experience god do i experience god in in this way um if i don't why not um it's kind of hard again for me without a specific passage um and typically i have not done I have not like gone through Bible studies with the women that I've mentored. Um, we talk about scripture all the time, but it's like scripture that I'm studying or I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to tell you what I learned this week or, um, or whatever, or they'll come and say, I was reading Numbers 11. I do not understand why God would do this, <laughs> you know? And so then we'll have conversation over that. But um, I like the lies, if I can interject. Go ahead. The lies and how, like, we'll sometimes do that. Yeah. Um, of just, like, sometimes Wendy will ask me, like, okay, Cass, what, like, what lies are you believing about whatever situation I'm going through? And because for me, I grew up in a Christian household, but sometimes, like, I'll get scripture twisted in my head or think that it means something that it doesn't. And so Wendy's been really helpful in that because she knows the word a lot better than I do. She's a lot further along in her walk than I am. Mm-hmm. Um so to, when we have gone through scripture, to take whatever lie it is that the enemy's feeding me, and then we go to the word and go, okay, but what is God saying? And whether it's that we know whatever reference it is or not, we'll search and look it up and then just discuss that little snippet. And that's been really, mm-hmm. really helpful. Right. So kind of that idea of that I talked about earlier um, that what we say we know about God and how we actually experience him know kind of that kind of thing. So like, I know, um, I know Cassie believes that her identity is in, is in Christ and that's where her value comes from. Um, but then, you know, we're looking at, okay, but are you trying to get value from performing at work? Right. And so then we'll go back to scripture and talk about how this is the true part kind of thing and how how that intersects and how we can change our thoughts in the workplace because of that might be an example yeah um here's another question so it says i have a friend who is a believer she asks me often for spiritual advice she's recently divorced and dating someone and this person has changed her views on many things she is considering living together and here's the question do i tell her in love that this is not what god desires without being married and she says, as a note, I do not know her boyfriend at all. Okay. So is this um, like a peer friendship or a friendering relationship? It sounds like it's a friendering relationship because her friend is asking for spiritual advice. Okay. Actually, it could be either. because It could. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I think this is, I mean, this is where as believers we really are called to to love one another and to love one another well is to speak the truth even when it's uncomfortable to hear. Um, And so really 
trying to protect other people and, and move forward in that is wise. But I will say it, you have to be very delicate when you go about something like that. And so um, I think probably I would, first of all, be very prayerful that the Lord would give me words for like how to even start the conversation. But a place that I would um, think would be a good starting point would be, um, hey, you know, like I, I haven't even met this guy. I would love to to spend more time with you guys to see, you know, how things are going or tell me more about him or kind of try to get more information. Nobody, nobody likes being told what to do. Um, and, and if we come at it and approach like, you're not obeying the rules, you're thinking about moving in with him and that's not obeying the rules, right? Like, no, we don't respond to that because we're like, well, yeah, I'll do whatever I want, right? You know, I'm, I'm not gonna just do what you say. Um, but out of relationship, if we can lovingly talk through why we might be concerned and um, we can talk about why the Lord gives us boundaries in these areas, the Lord's boundaries are always for our good. The, the world tries to tell us that they are to keep us from having fun, and it's so far from the truth, right? Because if we stay within God's boundaries, this is where we have life, this is where we flourish, this is where th things go well and we live rich and abundant lives. And when we go outside, there's too many options, it's super confusing, and we get lost and we end up getting hurt, right? And so even those conversations about God's boundaries, why they're important, um, and being able to express like, I love you so much. Like, I want this to work out for you. I want this to be a successful relationship. We know from scripture that um, this is outside of the boundaries that God gives us. We also know statistically that when people move in together, the divorce rates heighten, you know, kind of pull all those things together. But that's kind of how I would go about that. And I would also just be very, very, very prayerful about the timing of a conversation like that. Um, it, the Lord really does need to open the doors um, in that situation and just be praying that she would be able to receive what you would have to say. But I definitely would say something. Thank you. Um, this says, my mother is a wonderful spiritual advisor for me and a friend to her, but she's not a great cheerleader in marriage. She negatively talks about my dad a lot. Is it okay to lovingly point out that she needs to be encouraging and uplifting my dad in her speech? I feel that I am dishonoring her by saying anything. Hmm. Okay, so um, there is a little tool that Pete Scazzaro talks about in his Emotionally Healthy Relationships course that I really like, and it's, um, it's I notice and I prefer kind of um, outline. And so the, the outline is, I notice that, and you could say, I notice that um, most of the conversation about dad is kind of negative and, and tearing him down. And when that happens, I feel. And so she might talk about how she personally feels, you know, I, I really, I know that dad's not perfect, but I also feel like he would do so much better with encouragement and respect if, if we could treat him like that. 
And then it's the I prefer statement. I would prefer that when we're talking um, that you really try to limit the comments that you say about dad um, so that we are respecting him in our conversation. Um, would you be willing to do that? So the outline is, I notice, dot, 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 when this happens, I feel, I would prefer, would you be willing? And so at that point, the person has the option. Are they going to opt into this kind of behavior or not? Um, and so it's a great way to bring up what you see and what you like without trying to force what you want on other people. Um, and it could be something, I mean, depending on how severe it is, it could be something that at some point that you would have to set a boundary and just say, I'm so sorry, mom, I'm not going to be able to hear you talk about dad like that anymore. Um, but I think read back the end of the question. She felt like she would be disrespectful yeah. to her. I feel like that I am dishonoring her by saying anything. Dishonoring her. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, there is a great book. We have it in our church library if it's not checked out, but it's called Speaking the Truth in Love. Um, we read it for Stephen Ministry Training. And it's a great, um, it's a great book that talks about how to not be passive or aggressive, but be assertive in your communication. And so this very kind of thing um, that we just have a hard time navigating through, and it's just a very highly practical book with steps to walk through um, for you to think through in advance from having conversations like this, because these are the kind of things that we are called to mm -hmm. as believers. We are called to be able to call these things out in each other and to refine each other in this way, and it just has to be done um, in a way that's respectful. And so it gives you some tools and gives you a little reassurance. I literally like have had my book out and been on the phone and like going through the, the thing like this um, in the conversation, but it's just so very practical. So that'll be another resource I will give you. We are, are we do, out of time? Do we want to maybe take one more question? I don't want to bore you guys to death. How are you doing? Um. Let me just see how many of these are actually new questions. There's a little repetition okay. here. Um, there's a housekeeping type question. We'll do that in just a second. Um, Wendy, can you give us some examples of some good reflective questions to start a conversation with a friend or, or a frontee and to continue their discussion, to, to help them keep talking? Good reflective questions, like to get them to reflect? Mm hmm Okay. Um, <laughs> I mostly just say, what's been going on lately? <laughs> um, and then if they... Or I say, how are you doing? And they say, fine. I say, don't lie to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I know. Or are you lying to me? Are you lying to me that things are fine? Um, like, no, really. Like, how are things going? Like, what's going on? What, are you, what have you been thinking about lately? What have you, um, what's God been teaching you? What, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of like, no matter where you start with, like, circumstance kind of things, I feel like you can always take it to a little bit deeper level um, 
in you know when we talk about emotions we're more connected to what's going on than just facts and so uh, if you're talking to someone who just likes to ramble on about um, vacations or you know what just something that is seemingly insignificant for what you like know that they need to be there talking to you about um, you might ask like um, if it's a family vacation, well, what are family, you know, what are the relational dynamics on family vacations for you? Rather than like getting all caught up in the details of like, and then this day we went to Florence, Italy, and then the next day we went to the Coliseum, and like, that's not like really gonna foster a ton of deep conversation. So um, just asking more questions about kind of what's going on under the surface, um, the dynamics of that, and then I think the way to help them reflect on their own lives is, I, I think I did it, if I can think back to the beginning of the conversation, um, with Cassie, I know I did it, I'm just trying to remember when I did it, but um, I reflected back to her what I was hearing, and I said, so it sounds like blah, 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 or I wonder if, so I wonder if this is kicking up some of your perfectionism and performance. Do you think there might be some of that, right? So I was picking up on that, but instead of telling her, now your perfectionism and performance is kicking in, right? I wonder about it. And, and mm -hmm. I, I, because I don't know for sure, I might be, I mean, I might be right, but I might be wrong. And so if I wonder about it, that gives her permission to wonder about it too and either agree with me or say, oh, no, actually, that's not what it is. It's actually this thing over here. Um, so, so re reflection can involve, um, me reflecting back on how I'm interpreting the situation and kind of running that by her. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What would it look like if? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've also used that for, like, what would it look like if you continued down the same path you're on? You know, what would it look like if you continued to date this guy who's treating you like this? What do you think it would look like 25 years down the road in marriage? So it's, it goes, it, that's a great question to go either way on. Yeah. Okay. And um, our last question is, how do people at Faith get connected for, friend, for a friendering role? Can there be signups for those interested? So this is something I think I can answer um, first. And then right now, we don't have anyone in a role of connecting people. Um, we did, and she's not able to right now, so she's taking a break from that. Um, I think if you were to come to me, which you certainly can, you, can, you all have my email now. If you registered, you have my email. Um, and it's on the website for Faithy Free. Um, you can email me and I can try to support you in finding someone. Um, but I think sometimes before we move too far down the road, there just might be somebody in your life that you already know. So for example, I, I was looking for um, some help with parenting issues. And so I just started looking for people. I just saw one of them and I'm gonna cry. Um, <laughs> I was looking for people who were more joyful in their parenting. I was just filled with anxiety. So I just put myself in the path of some people 
looking for kind of a spark, you know, like a friendship spark. Um, and when those started to happen, I started to insert myself a little deeper. <laughs> and it was a devious plot. Um, <laughs> some people that I started spending some time with, I found actually weren't as joyful or as anxiety free as I thought. And not that I didn't learn there and not that they aren't dear friends, but they weren't what I needed. So, so I kind of went a little different way. So sometimes there are people in your life and you already are watching them and you're like, I want what she has. So try to get next to them a little bit. Um, but if you don't have that, then absolutely please email me. Um, I think you can also go through the pastors like Cassie did um, because they also know an awful lot of people. And it, at the very least, um, I can support you through the journey. In particular, if you're uncomfortable approaching people, um, I would be happy to make an email introduction or on the phone introduction um, and help, help support you in that. So, Wendy, are there any other ideas that you've seen work that you want ladies to know about in, in that question? Um, oh, in that question. Someone. Yeah, I'm just finding my note of all the things I wanted to make sure to say, which I probably should have done before. So I need to jump back into the current conversation. Okay. Um, I don't think I have anything to say there that hasn't already been said. There's not really a list. If you want to be a friend to her, I need to know that because I'm sure there will be people looking who want to be a friend to um, So I, please let me know if you are... If there's room in your life for more, please send me an email. Um, and But there's not a formal list. It's very organic process. And there, there has to be chemistry, so we can't push. I'm not going to assign person A to person Z because they're beginning and end of the alphabet. Um, there has to be some room for people to test the waters. And like Wendy said, they'll, they'll get together at least once and then part ways and pray about it and then determine if they're going to go forward. So please know that you have the freedom to call it off anytime. Right. Did we talk about praying together? Was that up here or was it in the office? I think that was in the office. Okay. So the only other thing I have in my note that I wanted to make sure to say, um, is praying together is really powerful mm -hmm. and there are lots of people in our lives that we can just talk about, or maybe not lots of people, but there are, all, there are often people in our lives that we can talk with and that we can process with, but it's a totally different thing to really say we need the Lord's wisdom on this and to pray about things together. And so um, I think that's just so important. And we, that little Voxer app, you know, I, it's, it's almost like made for prayer and good communication because... Um, it's just wonderful to be able, they can listen to it whenever it works for their day kind of thing. But also in the moment, um, you know, if we weren't having a limited time here when we had our conversation, you know, we would have drawn that out a lot longer. And then I would have said, Let, you know what, let's just pray about that right now. Like, let's, let's talk to the Lord about these things and see whatever else he might have to say about this because there might be more here that hasn't even come up yet. Yeah. So I think that's an important piece that... Um, don't neglect, and it's always, um, you know, people say, will you pray for me? And yes, yes, and then later I'll feel guilty because I'll have forgotten to pray for them, but often I'll just like, let's just do it right now, let's pray right now, and there's such a gift when it comes from actually just stopping and praying together, whether it's on the phone or in person or in the store or whatever. I mean, like I've prayed with people everywhere, bathroom. so in the bathroom, at church, you know, whatever, it all works, God's everywhere, so... I think that is all I have. 
I think I'm going to put people to sleep Great. if we keep going. So. <laughs> so Wendy and Cassie, thank you so much. Thank you for your honesty and authentic selves and for sharing. Um, if you don't have anything, I wanted to pray for us. Um, and then I think we will dismiss um, housekeeping things. I know we've got some mamas that their babies are probably waiting for them. Unless I'm not seeing them. Maybe they've gone. Um, and then... We'll, we'll just be cleaning up and, and stuff. There's still a little bit of snacks and coffee out, so you don't need to run away. You can linger um, if you'd like for a little bit too. So and we do have some thank yous. Yes. We yes. have Stephanie back in the sound booth who's done an amazing job trying to navigate Yay, us with our tiny ears and earrings and hair and all this that keep disrupting the sound system. And, Steph and, and our other Stephanie Klutenberg, she's the one that did all the graphic design for the conference and put together the brochures yes. and um, was very flexible last minute with late stuff coming in. And then in the kitchen, we've got Brittany and who else do we have back there? It's really Brittany, and a few a few people have popped back and helped her here and there, um, but she's... Brittany is amazing. She's mm -hmm. sometimes hard to help. She's, like, doesn't always need need the help. So we kind of hang around till... Mm -hmm. She just yeah. has company while she's cooking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. And then I know there so were good. many of you who came and stuffed bags, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it takes an army to pull this off. So thank yeah. you for all of you who even played small parts in this whole thing. It's really a group effort. This is not something that um, is easy to pull off with just one, it doesn't happen with one person. There's lots of people involved. And so, um, so it's, we're really fortunate to have had this team. Um, and yeah, I am really blessed by it. So, um, well, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, um, We're just so thankful for um, this wonderful thing, friendship. Um, and we're just thankful for the people that you place in our lives, that you give us the privilege of having as a friend, of being a friend to. Um, and we just pray that uh, we will increasingly look like the kind of friend you want us to be to one another. Um, that we would increasingly bear with one another with more grace and more joy and with more um, more ease. And we just ask for those of us who maybe um, have felt like some of our friendships have gotten a little lopsided um, and left us a little lonely, that we would um, look to you, help us to remember to look to you to help us write that and balance ourselves out and balance our friendships out. Um, and we just thank you for the privilege of being a friend and um, having friends help us not to forget that the, all good gifts come from you. And we thank you for the time and space to be able to come here and for each of the hands that have been involved in pulling this together and um, for the, the great wisdom in your word and in the experiences of the women around us. And, um, please keep us all safe as we travel back home through more snow. And um, just thank you for holding off the worst of the weather so we could actually do this. And in your name we pray. Amen.